0: Broadcasting from another dimension deep within the Ghost Trimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future directly into your mother fucking mind. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 53 of the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. Um, We are continuing to roll with the Adventure Time love this week. Um, I got my homie and fellow Adventure Time alumni, Akko Castuera, on the podcast, finally. Woo! Very excited about that. It's always fun to have new guests on the podcast because that means it's one of my friends who I haven't connected with in a minute and uh, we're going to have a fun, creative conversation to catch up and then to get you fucking psyched out of your fucking shithouse. You know what I'm saying? You're in an outhouse right now. You're taking a shit. You're about to fucking kick down the door And get out there and seize the day. Because you are going to be so fucking pumped up listening to this goddamn podcast. You know, that's what we're here for. We're here to keep you hyped. Because I'm fucking hyped. And uh, I had another pretty hype week. I hope everybody had a pretty hype week. Um, Mostly just working on the raw tray. My second raw rolling tray, um I put up a funny video of me uh behind the scenes working on it in the raw onesie with the raw joint ring um, on the instagram so if you haven't seen that, be sure to check it out um also the uh you know I made the adventure time triptych um to celebrate the adventure time finale. And that is now available. You demanded it, and I listened to you. And you can get on my website right now, GoshenGlobal.com. You can go order the entire triptych as a set, or you can order any of the three prints individually. Um, And these are 9x12 prints. And uh, they are available right now. So go check it out. You know, uh, you can check it out through the Instagram. You can check it out on the website. But you got to go to the website to buy them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had a great week. I got to chill with my best friend Luke Dubois last weekend. That was really fun. Um, it was peak foliage last weekend, so the last couple weeks have just been super fucking beautiful up here in the northeast kingdom of Vermont. Um, and, uh, yeah, just been kinda, uh, doing my thing, you know, not doing much other than just drawing this past week. Um, chilling with the Wolfman, um... And, uh, I think that's about it, you know, but I'm super pumped to have, uh, the girl Akko, the woman, the grown woman, Akko Castuera, um, on this episode. Um, she is just one of my favorite artists. Her clay sculpture work is off the fucking charts. Um, check out the link in the description of this episode to check out her work. Um, because it is just super inspiring. I don't know something about that, that, um, she's on that whole fucking, I feel like, I'm I feel like, I feel like I'm going to go out in the fucking woods and I'm going to start digging in the ground and I'm going to dig up one of her clay pieces. You know what I'm saying? She is doing, she is working on the level of archeological artifacts. You know, she's, her audience is the archeological community out there. You know what I'm saying? She's crushing it um, with these sculptures. She's taking her creativity and capturing it in three dimensionality. It's so exciting to think of, you know, being an illustrator and doing everything on two dimensions um i just fucking love the idea of making clay sculpture you know i dabbled in clay a little bit in high school nothing nothing crazy i think i made a couple of bongs i made a spaceship you know what i'm saying um uh but uh i would love to get a clay studio going up here someday and when i do you know i'm gonna get my girl Aco castu my grown this grown woman that i know ako castuera on the uh, up in here to fucking spin the wheel you know spin that old clay wheel um, but she's actually someone that I would love to get up in the forest here. Cause as you can, t- as you can hear in this podcast, um, she has a love for the outdoors. She has a love for the natural world. She has a love for being independent and connected with the cosmic intergalactic, um, infinite universe. She's tapped into all that shit, you know? And, uh, we, we got into it. We had a great convo and we were both feeling, uh like warm and tingly afterwards you know like we had just shared a bowl of beef stew together um cuz that's how we do it on this podcast this is just catching up with my friends in real life and bringing my listener friends on this podcast into the conversation to get you psyched as fuck to put your fucking hype levels through the roof and power you through another productive week pursuing your goals and building a life out of the things that interest you most that are that are that are that are that make blah, 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 that are most passionate to you, you know, that are most personal to you because you're the only person living your life, you know, so you got to be in the driver's seat. You don't want to be a side character in your own story, right? You want to be the main character. You want to be out there crushing it, you know what I'm saying? Um so uh let's see what else is going on. Um i think that's about it um we will have some more shit to talk about after the conversation as usual but uh let's just jump right the fuck into it let's get kick it over to my man a wall one broadcasting live from
1: another broadcasting live from Dominion broadcasting live from another Dominion Go shrimp and friend Go shrimp friend shrink And friend friend friends Okay
0: all right, here we are once again with a very illustrious guest, my friend from Adventure Time, Akko Castuera.
1: Hello.
0: Welcome to the podcast. We've been talking about getting you on, and finally, here you are.
1: Hi. It's great to be here.
0: <laughs> we basically already <laughs> did a podcast. We've been like chatting away for about forty minutes already, and then you were just about to dive into telling me um, about a nightmarish experience you had doing Outward Bound, and I was like, "Wait, cut it off. Let's 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 uh, let's get to the pod." So, yeah, do you want to kick off? Also the...
1: Really... okay, yeah. Do you yes. want to kick it off with also... that story? No, no, I want to talk. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about. Lord of the Flies.
0: Yes, yeah, yes, which of course is one of my favorite uh my favorite stories and themes.
1: Oh man, such a good Hey, did you have the paperback? Um the one with the like it's a cool cover with like a kid's face with leaves all around it. It's like illustrated.
0: I think I've definitely seen that one.
1: Yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah that's one of the reasons like uh I got into illustration, I think.
0: Really? Because that guy cover? wound up
1: being one of my teachers.
0: Oh, my God. Was that like a colored pencil drawing?
1: Yeah, it was Baron's Story.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I kind of remember it. I'll have to look it up again. But, yeah, it's one of my favorite books.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, so, okay, so uh, I did Outward Bound when I was 15. And what and is Outward
0: was- Bound for people that don't know?
1: Um, outward Bound is, it's like camping. <laughs> but you, okay, so I don't know what I think it's for adults and for kids, um, but it's like they take you out into different environments, um, camping and whitewater rafting, backpacking. Um, you do some rock climbing, and it's uh, it's like what do you call it? Like primitive skills or outward skills? Yeah, like or,
0: yeah, like adventure survival skills. Adventure
1: survival, yeah, like action you, movie, uh,
0: action movie stunt action training.
1: Movie. Right, you just like anything that doesn't involve civilization and buildings and like hot wiring cars, like you don't do any of that stuff.
0: Right, right. right. <laughs> that's inward bound. That's inward city yeah, bound. Inward bound. Like, should, yeah, inward Hot wire this vehicle. Get away from the cops.
1: Yeah, um, but outward bound is like you know compasses and topo maps totally. and uh, rehydrating food that's been dehydrated. Oh, and shitting in. Um, you know, dirt and – because you don't take any toilet paper or anything, so it's really minimalist. Um, Wait, how
0: do you wipe it? How do they teach you to wipe if there's no toilet that's paper? One
1: the, that's one of the best things that I learned on Outward Bound is, like, how many things you can use to wipe wow. your butt, which is, like, uh, pine cones, green pine cones. But you just go – you have to go the right direction, not the wrong direction. It's like that do not back up. Right, higher. right bench thing right yes just figure it out you'll figure it out and then um smooth rocks and the best is um fresh snow
0: yep fresh snow that's an easy one you just kind of sit down get a lot of it out and then just kind of wipe the rest out with a little snowball
1: yeah so you did winter
0: camping you did this during the winter as well or that was just hypothetical
1: it wasn't fresh snow it was actually old snow we went in june old snow Yeah, it was old snow because it's up in the Cascades, so yeah, it's yeah. like oceans high that the snow never melts. Right, but right. Uh, it's still it's still pure, yeah, it's still pure ass snow, mm-hmm. and um, very very cold. Yeah, and very clean. So anyway, basically, like you don't want to leave a bunch of cr- toilet paper. I was going to say crap, but I mean trash. Like you don't leave any trash. You don't, you know, like pack in there with your like. Char- Charmin or whatever toilet paper and then like leave it there so you um what did we do we went to the Cascades which is in Oregon and we spent the first week doing whitewater rafting wow. and so you like, pack all your stuff with you and you go through the rapids and it was really like it's all snow melt so you do some swimming too but it's so cold that you can't enjoy it, you just kind of like endure it was a lot of enduring, uncomfortable stuff, which for some reason was like what I wanted to do.
0: yeah, so you were into that aspect of it though
1: yeah, yeah, I had like a lot of fantasies about like being you know the girl from Island of the Blue Dolphins, or like my favorite book was Nayanuki, which is about this Shoshone girl who gets kidnapped. And she has to, like, find her way back to her family across, um, you know, like, what what we call America. I don't, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and she's, like, surviving. She, like, has to um, shelter in a dead buffalo. And she, like, has to climb a tree all night to escape bears and stuff like that. So I wanted to do that. So you were um, all
0: in. You were into it.
1: Yeah, I was super into it. Like, I got a scholarship and I, like, saved money and, um, you know, got my, like, family to... <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like give me money <laughs> yeah yeah it costs money that's the crazy thing. it costs money to, yeah like, no this obviously probably costs quite a lot
0: sure. yeah because there's a lot of logistics involved and equipment obviously yeah. and insurance and all kinds of stuff yeah
1: insurance. yeah and they gotta get instructors and yeah. pay them and they have to be qualified and like know stuff and these people they know stuff like they know they have a lot of you know survival skills and outdoor skills and stuff like that. But they really did not have the psychological, um, equipment to deal with what, what we, what we became. So, uh, (laughs) the important thing, the really, really important thing is nobody got hurt. Cause when I look back on that, I'm like, if, you know, I just wouldn't, if I were my mom, I would be like, Fuck no. You're going out there with like, it's three girls, six boys, and these like kumbaya grown ups, like two kumbaya grown ups who are just like, oh, it would be really nice if you didn't verbally abuse each other today. Oh my or, like, God. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Because I mean, the verbal abuse, it was, it was really bad, but like, I, I'm i just lucky there wasn't a true sociopath in the group. Right. There, we had, we had, we had damaged and disturbed people but we didn't have a true malevolent psycho right and you know it's just like one of those life lessons where you realize that it's just that you're one hair's breadth away from anarchy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. danger and all that stuff i'm going to sip some water
0: yeah sip it we always have a nice uh water sipping or coffee (laughs) sipping sound on this podcast i like to do that <laughs> ah. <laughs> to remind people that it's so important to stay hydrated, stay hydrated, people, Personally, when you're really- out there.
1: Oh, number one, survival.
0: Definitely.
1: yeah. So anyway, uh, what was it?
0: So it just got crazy. So all of the kids participating, the youths participating, were were verbally abusing each other, just talking mad shit to each other because everybody was oh, just at their limit. A- is that what was going on?
1: No, it started off like it was more like hey girl, like, you know, you have a boyfriend, all that kind of stuff. That's, Uh it starts off real nice. They start off super sweet. Um, But yeah, it was like quickly, um, quickly became an ugly situation because uh, none of the girls wanted to be like making out with, any of the boys.
0: <laughs> oh damn, the boys were all there. They were there for nefarious purposes for involving hormones.
1: You, you know what? So the thing the thing about kids an hour bound is that um, these are, these are you
0: guys like, were high schoolers?
1: Yeah. Okay yeah I think I was between ninth and tenth grade.
0: Damn those are um, those are horny grades. Those are horny yeah, grades. Yeah,
1: the horniest of grades. And um you know there's a like a range of age. I think the upper limit is seventeen for the juvenile outward bound or whatever. But okay, basically this is an alternative for um, juvenile juvenile hall and other like oh, incarceration, totally. yeah, institutional type punishments. So, um, like one of the kids, uh, he he was there because. That was an alternative for him. Like mm-hmm. he, I don't know what kind of trouble he got into, but um, his his other option was jail, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was there. And then this other kid, oh, so sad. Like his dad had him in baby seals all the time, and you could tell it was a situation where like he had to man up for his dad all the time, and his dad probably like called him a pussy and like this and that, and like didn't let him cry or have feelings or anything. So he was just this sad sack, aggro, little, you know, uh, insecure. Yeah. Um, but want to be alpha person. Mm. So he had a lot of bravado and he was like, I, I kind of think he was the worst because he wanted to be, he wanted to prove that he wasn't weak. So, but the, <laughs> so the, like the alpha dude, who was the juvenile hall guy, um, he really, like, set the tone for things once we rejected him. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, um, you know, you're all a bunch of bitches. You're all... I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dropping those bee bombs.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, basically off the bat, you're all a bunch of bitches. And then we all went to sleep, and we woke up at, like... It sounds kind of like what you do. We woke up at 6 in the morning, and we, like... Went running into uh, an ice cold s- pond that was like fed by snow melt. Uh-huh. And, and you know, like we ran around some more and then we like tied some knots and shit in the woods. Yeah. And it was, like that part was great. I was like, I was ready for that. I was like, you know, doing a lot of hiking and kind of pre- preparation stuff, like carrying a lot of bricks around. And, yeah. Yeah. So it was, equipped to deal with the physical part
0: but the morale was super bad in the group
1: oh my god it was it was 20 it was like 25 days of the whole like so none of the boys could afford to be pussies and they were all like oh well we all have to call you bitches now and so it was just like six dudes all day being like fuck you bitch i'm not carrying rope Fuck you, bitch. I'm not carrying water. Fuck you, bitch.
0: Oh, my God. And the and the leaders Fuck didn't you. do anything? The counselors Came didn't, like, so they couldn't cold. handle it?
1: It was really wow. sad. No, they had no training for this. They Damn. were just, like, they would call these meetings at night and be, like, now we have some feelings in this group that... <laughs> you know, it's just not constructive and can we have some more respect, please? And, you know, stuff like that. And it was just like all these nice, gentle, well-intentioned, um, you know, (laughs) college-educated, I don't know, just nice people who were just like, oh, what do we do? We We thought you all wanted to be here. We thought we were gonna be, like, telling stories and bonding and all this stuff. And, um... It was hor. It was horrible. Uh, Damn,
0: that's a really long time. Cause yeah, like you know when we do camp, it's you know somewhere between usually twenty and like thirty two days. And that's like, even if there's a, even if, cause there's always, you know, morale goes up and down, but that's one of the, that's the thing that we focus on the most. And if, if there's a day where morale is low, that's rough, you know, like (laughs) you got, you got to like correct it and get things back on track and all right, well, you know, what kind of talk do we have to do and how do we get this back on track So to think of it going on for weeks? That's insane. It is, it is incredible (laughs) that nothing boiled over.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, well, <laughs> it was so bad that um, so this guy—I'm gonna call him Marcus.
0: Damn, this is like uh, no. in depth. this is like a this is like a movie script. I feel like this is a pitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him Mark. Okay, so Mark was the guy from uh, the the, cri- the young criminal, right? And this guy, like, he had a rough life. I don't know much about him, but like. You know, I'm telling you he wasn't a he wasn't a sociopath. He wasn't like a malevolent person. I think he was just a super lost, angry kid yeah. who didn't have a lot of options mm-hmm. and was just like, you know, in this situation <laughs> he was like marching through uh the the Cascade Mountains of Oregon with all these like suburban or whatever, you know. Yeah, and these people who don't know how to deal with him who are just like, "Oh, Mark, you um need to express your frustration in a different way, please, you know, and, like, please don't call the girls bitches, and also, you know, uh, don't don't scare us or whatever.
0: <laughs> right, right, and he's used to being, like, beaten at home or something, and he's just like, whatever.
1: Yeah, 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 and, uh, you know, like, he was a total dick. I'm not saying he wasn't, but uh, but I'm glad that, okay, I'm just going to say none of us were assaulted because yeah. it was – you know that's just scary. We are out there, and it's like these adults are not gonna protect you, yeah. so it's really up to the it's up to the group and it's up to whoever has the power to yeah. <laughs> you know, but you're in a very vulnerable situation and so anyway, this guy um he kept running away, which like when you're when you're in a survival situation and you are literally miles from. Even any place where like a car can access you, mm-hmm. you know, like we're 30 miles walking into the wilderness, and there's no like, there's no payphone. We didn't have cell phones. There wasn't a, you know what I mean. So, um, anyway, it just got to a point where he ran away, and they were like, "We, you're endangering the whole group," so they had to helicopter him
0: out. Oh my god, dude, was it Bear Grylls came in and helicoptered him out of there?
1: I I don't know. Their girls is
0: always doing the helicopter work.
1: (laughs) Because they had to, like, one of them had to walk him seven miles out to the helicopter pad. Wow. That's when you really um, know
0: you're out there. When someone can't even drive a fucking car to you. Like, you you can't even get an ATV out here. You got to bring a helicopter out here. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: And actually, (laughs) and there was another guy who got kicked out. So at the end of the first. Uh, two and a half weeks we reconvened as like the whole group which i think there might have been like a hundred kids or something like that maybe 50 i don't know
0: wait but, in your so group everyone, that you were with there was that many people
1: no 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 no. there was only nine
0: oh, okay i was gonna say wait a minute i wasn't picturing an encampment
1: no i think it would have been better if there were a hundred no i can't say that i don't know but um because you know like just the dynamics of people but um, that concentrated number made things so,
0: yeah, that's a very meant. intimate number. You said there was like nine people or something like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cause that's it about, was... we usually have, we try to keep it under 15 in camp. Like that's like, that's like yeah. the magic number, but yeah, it's a very intimate group. Like even 15 is yeah. like, cause beyond that, it starts to get a little less intimate. We try to keep it intimate, but yeah, that's like yeah. nine is like a very intimate group.
1: Yeah. Nine is super small. Plus the counts and then um yeah three girls and six horny guys i mean girls are horny six, six horny nine guys 9 people three horny girls three six horny guys yeah. but horny guys are way worse especially teenagers uh they're just oh god now, when you were Ugh. a
0: teenager were you uh were you like pretty chill or were you like what kind of a teenager were you were you uh were you very like moody and emotional or were you chill were you grounded were you rebellious
1: um i was super pissed off uh I I don't think I had started being rebellious at 14, 15. Mm-hmm. So no, but I was like on the verge. This was kind of my last hurrah as a good girl.
0: Oh, okay. Damn, <laughs> like, they tipped you over to the dark side.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz like, you know, okay, one thing that really stabilized my whole life was that I was a girl scout until I was 17, like literally a girl scout. But I will, I will say that this was not a normal girl scout troop. And we did like, I I did like, you know, we would drop acid during our fundraisers and stuff like that. So, eh, but it was good
0: (laughs) What what happened there? How did you, what, so you were doing a fundraiser and you dropped acid. How did that go? That
1: was great. Um, yeah, it was great. Wow. Uh So we would do these TV tapings um, um, to raise money.
0: hmm
1: You know, like, you go sit and you <laughs> watch sometimes really bad TV. But anyway, the first time, um, not the first time, but when... Okay, 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 okay. So like Mad TV's first season, mm-hmm. uh, we did. Uh, we were like the paid audience to sit there and laugh and like clap and stuff like that. And so I remember taking acid and watching Mad TV live, which is like, it's horrible. It's a stupid, actually, a stupid thing to do because life is already so it feels so scripted and, and ludicrous and absurd sometimes when you're on like psychedelics and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and and weird. And so anyway, being part, actually maybe this was great, but you already <laughs> feel like you're, you already feel like are kind of on a soundstage and that like whatever comes out of your mouth was kind of like based on a script. And yeah. then if someone laughs, it feels very much like it feels kind of funny bony and like insulated and like <laughs> you know it, it's just uh it, it all of life feels sort of like a weird scripted charade sometimes uh-huh. so, but it basically it totally literally was because we're sitting there through like a fourth take or a fifth take of the mm-hmm. same joke that maybe it was or wasn't funny but by the time you hear it the fourth time it's like it, you're just like you're just part of this theater Right of comedy, so wow, you're weird. Like,
0: so when you're when you're at a live TV taping, they're stopping and doing multiple takes. I never thought that. I thought it'd be like a play where they just keep going.
1: No, for sitcoms and stuff like that, or like they did have to do retakes. I don't remember if Mad was live. Like I said, I wasn't. I was on drugs, wow. but um, definitely for sure. Like we saw the John Larroquette show be taped, and um, remember oh that God. guy. From From Night Court, he was, like, the prosecutor or whatever. Anyway, he had his own spinoff show for a while. Yeah. We saw some, like, really, really bad stuff. Um, And we saw some okay stuff. Uh, But, yeah, like, talk shows, they have to retake the audience reaction, like, a bunch of times. And you'll just be like, oh, or whatever. But if you do, like, you have to hit just the right spot because you can't, you can't, Sound fake, and you can't have one person whose laugh is like too distinctive and loud. Yeah, that throws it off. So then you have to like, then the actors have to redo their thing, and then you have to laugh again. Or maybe somebody like opened a candy wrapper during taping and that picked up or whatever, so they have to like redo it again. Wow, anyway, I don't know how I got. Oh, you were asking me what kind of teenager I was,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Girl, like the kind of teenager that takes acid and goes to live TV tapings, obviously.
1: Yeah, so I was a good kid, um, but I was an—I was a pissed-off good kid, and I only hurt myself. I didn't ever hurt anybody else. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's good. Well, not good, but that's good, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it was—it it could have been a lot worse. Um, so. I don't remember why you were asking me that.
0: Well it was kind of the flow from um from talking about the trip into into and you're like, but up till then I was a Girl Scout and then you're like and then I'm, but we were the kind of Girl Scouts that take acid. <laughs> that is like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is cool. I love that. That really that 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 uh there's something cool about that image. That's like that's kind of like, um, what's that Harmony Korine movie? Spring Breakers or something, you know? I'm picturing oh, some just, Spring Breakers stuff swag, going on with swag, you, you know? Swag, <laughs> swag. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so, sure. so wait. So let's switch gears for a minute and come to, over to um, our friendship. So we met at Cartoon Network. Yes. And I'm trying to remember the first time that we would have met. Do you remember the first time that we met?
1: I remember the first time I heard your voice. <laughs> okay, when was that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was we were working on Martin Luther King Jr. Day or something. Okay. Well, anyway, like you, uh, I was I had no I was just in a cubicle. I didn't know anybody. I didn't meet anybody. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I. And this was, was on Adventure doing, Time. On Adventure Time, okay. and I was doing revisions. And it and was season was one. Sitting, season one, okay. yeah. So it hadn't even aired yet. And then I heard like nothing for a really long time, like no, not much stirring or sounds or whatever. And then I heard like bang, bang, bang. And that guy, uh, one of the facilities guys, he was like, no graffiti. Hey, excuse me, no graffiti on the door. You can't graffiti the door. And then I heard this other guy go, it's not graffiti. It's my name. <laughs> it's my <laughs> That's name. so
0: funny. Yeah, Phil was just talking about this on the on the on the another episode of the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> that was one of his memories. That's so funny, and he's man. like,
1: It's my name, and I was just like, "What? Who's this? What?" Like, I kind of, you know. It was weird. It was kind of shocking because I, um, you know, I heard nothing and I heard nobody interact or talk all day. That was the first. And you like wouldn't give an inch. You were just like, that's my name. That's my name. name." (laughs) And then um, so I don't remember the first time I actually saw your face, but that was the first time I saw your voice. And I was like, this guy's special.
0: Yes, that's a, that's, that's a fair reaction. That's probably what a lot of people say when they hear me or meet me. <laughs> this guy's special.
1: That's, that's cool. funny.
0: Yeah, one of the first, yeah. one of the, I don't remember when, but I, obviously we used to just uh, hang out a lot in the, in the I used to hang out in your cubicle a lot. I've talked a lot about that on the podcast. I remember just going in and hanging with you and Jesse and Tommy, because you boarded with both of them, right? At different times?
1: Yeah, boarded with the best
0: yeah so I would always you know your cubicle your your uh, office was always one of the one of the places I like to go and recreate when I was hanging out in the studio and uh um, yeah. and then i remember I remember you had like a fire starter kit that you were showing me one
1: time. Was it a kit or was it the wood, the plank with the notches?
0: I don't know. I think you had like some moss that was going to be like a starter, and then you're like, "I'm, I'm yeah. I've got this like kit. I'm going to go make a fire." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I've had different different fire starting kits, so yeah, that yes. And were sure you
0: taking, like, a, like, an outdoor, like, like foraging or survival course or something like that? I seem to yeah, remember at the time. Yeah, I
1: took a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, I remember actually, that. I remember you being, like, into the, like, outdoor, like, do-it-yourself. So that's funny because I don't think I even knew about the, the Outward Bound and all that stuff. So that was all the lead-up. That was all the, that they was the prequel. Even,
1: they didn't even teach us how to make fire at Outward Bound. But, you know, it was probably really? just as well.
0: That's so weird. You're out in the woods for 25 days and they didn't even teach you how to make a fire? They just made all the fires?
1: Maybe they were like, as soon as you can stop calling each other bitch faces, then we can <laughs> teach you how to make your own fire. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, my um, gosh. But yeah, I was taking a bunch of these these like um, like workshops or courses. We just just like walk through, basically walking through ditches and, and eating, finding out which stuff you can eat and which stuff will kill you and then like how to make fires different ways like um i think what i was super super excited about was the bow drill yeah is that what does that ring any bells yeah
0: it might have been a bow drill i don't really remember i more remember looking at of like in my mind you had a piece of moss in your hand and you were like this is the tinder and then like (laughs) that's what i picture the most and i remember you were like I think Thorpe had given you like a knife making kit or something at one point. You're like, I'm making this knife. Like you had a blade and like you were making the handle to it or something like that. I don't remember. What does that ring a bell?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I never finished that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you like had a lot of like outdoor related things. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I had just come from living in the woods. So I was like, I remember us kind of connecting on that like outdoorsy tip a little bit.
1: Right. Yeah, cuz it was like I think it was also sort of inflamed by um spending so much time in a cubicle or like in that sort of that like corporate office environment where you have like uh like carpet squares and shit like that and just kind of like soul soul shriveling.
0: Right. Yeah, you're so, not you don't really like that environment, huh?
1: No, I, it's uh it's crushing. Yeah, yeah. I don't really
0: yeah. yeah i couldn't do it i mean that was never my thing and i would just obviously not spend much time in there because it's just not i can't i can't think in that environment like it, too many yeah. people too much lights too much stimulation like it's just so crazy i can't get into my yeah like real creative focus there so yeah. I, was, I was lucky that they didn't force me to uh to stay there did eventually you get to work from home
1: yeah but that's got its own
0: i guess it's harder uh, with storyboarding too because you need to be more like communicative and
1: yeah no not really no um i don't know maybe you do but think about like zombie you know <laughs> right. i actually uh, was partners with zombie recently and we didn't communicate at all it was really funny
0: really um, and shout out Sombali's iphone he's been mentioned on this zombie. podcast before
1: yeah he's the best definitely uh,
0: have to get him on an episode
1: oh good luck one of my favorite would, oh, people i'll get him i'll get yeah.
0: him him and pen
1: <laughs> um, I saw a video of him uh, being wrestled by Cole. It looked like they were doing some jujitsu basics. That. Yeah,
0: that's. i want to ask him about
1: that. But he's <laughs> awesome. you know he's zombie. He's like, oh my god! But he works out like every morning. He gets up at 6 a.m. and he works out, and he's still skating. But but anyway, as a board partner, zero communication. Um, yeah. So no, you could totally isolate yourself and just work at home but then I think the danger with that is like uh just not having any boundaries between you know what you're doing for work and then like the rest of your life which for boarding that's not healthy
0: yeah I could see that I could see that yeah because like I had just went like like at the time I got fired from flapjack it was like maybe my Like, cause I had never done a board before I started doing those boards for them. And then I, I think it was like my fourth board that I got fired on. So even by the time it was my fourth board, I was like, I was like, this is cool. And I'm starting to get it. But like, this is like, it's not something that I feel like I could, like, I was looking at doing it for another year I expected to. And I was like, wow, it's going to be like a long year or two, like doing this. Like it is kind of like a, it's its own kind of thing. I don't know. Cause you're not, to me, it's like, I'm not finishing something. So it's like a weird mind fuck
1: you are not finishing something like it because it keeps rolling on
0: just because it's like to me a storyboard doesn't feel like a finished product like it feels like i'm just like it's like if i just penciled an illustration like it would drive me nuts you know like 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 with the backgrounds it was better because i got to ink them at least it felt like oh i finished this drawing like Plus, for me, I just loved drawing anyway, like more than I like trying to do the storyboarding and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, there was something more satisfying, and even that, after a while, was like it didn't feel finished enough because I loved the coloring and the, you know, like putting my name on it and like having the real illustration thing. But, okay. but something about something I was able to do. It took me like like almost the whole time to get a little bit bored of the background design. Like it took several years, you know, it wasn't just like a few months. Like you know. <laughs>
1: Right. So, yeah, no, wait, can... how did
0: you get on Adventure Time? How did you get hired on the show?
1: Um. um Jackie Buscarino. Jackie Buscarino,
0: uh, who I've been talking to about getting on the pod.
1: <laughs> oh, she... Okay, I thought she already was. Um, But she gave a comic that I made to Penn. Yeah. And then he was like, Oh, send her a test. And then... I got the test and then he was like, I like your test. And then I got hired to do revisions. And then, um, after like a season I started boarding.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, and so you came on in season one before it had ever aired. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was trying to remember that. Um, and then, so what was your like experience on the show? You know, how long, how long did you work on the show and what was your overall experience on the show?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, because I know God. you have, like, that's different crazy. feelings about it. I know you have different arcs of feelings about working I on the show. So,
1: yeah, there's a lot of arcs. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. There's There are many arcs. Um, I, I arced. I was super excited uh, to learn storyboarding. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I like learning technical stuff. So I was like, you know, this makes sense and this makes sense. And breaking down information this way makes sense. And like, you know, you've got your medium shots and you've got your wide shots for this, for that. And they communicate different things. And, and so I was like really excited and interested in that aspect. And I just, um, I didn't really understand how, how much of the writing was just like, okay. I just didn't understand that that was the job too.
0: Right. You're really writing the episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, because since they're board-based and we get an outline, it's not really, like, it's not a script, so there's no dialogue. And you know what? Now that I have more experience, I'm like, oh, you know, these outlines, I think, are largely for the, um, you know, you need approval from the network. So there are, like, problems that don't get ironed out in the outlines that have to be dealt with by the board artist, yeah. but I didn't know that, uh-huh. and I so I just was like, oh, I have to stick to the outline, and sticking to the outline is actually um, a good way to get yourself to work a lot more than you have to, and then to have that work just put in the trash can and lit on fire, and then you have, <laughs> yeah. they have to pee on it to put out the fire, and then it's, you know, it's just like a smoldering, hot, awful mess. So that took me, like, at least a season or two to figure out. Because no one also is going to come up to you and say, like, oh, um, actually, your job is not necessarily to stick to the outline. And I don't know if that's, like, a kind of cover-your-ass thing. Like, are you not supposed to say that or what? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I would even... feel
0: like people would say that. I would feel like Jesse or – I mean, I guess the, I guess it was early on in the process. So, like, maybe people like, were just yeah. figuring it out for themselves, too. But...
1: Yeah, it was early. And I didn't have, like – I I came from another studio. I, I came from Titmouse and I had like I had, you know, deeper friendships there and people that I could really like kind of confide in or be like, "Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me with this?" But like I didn't really have a I didn't have a good feel of who did what or who I could talk to honestly or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just sort of felt like, oh, "What am I doing here?" um <laughs> Cartoon Network. So, at first, and uh, I think I was just, like, I don't uh, – I was confused a lot by different aspects of the job. Um, I really enjoyed – I've always enjoyed the immersion. Like, I think that's what I like about storyboarding is um, just full immersion into a different universe. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you're animating – not you're animating, but you're acting. hmm even though, like your body, your your body and your voice are not like acting out these characters, you're, you know, you're drawing. You have to like draw into a being. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like projecting into these other worlds. Yeah, and so that I've always enjoyed that, and I didn't really, um, you know, despite like the in the the <laughs> what do I call it the title the title it was like an epic tidal wave of fear insecurity doubt um and just being like totally disoriented creatively mm-hmm. uh, like seasons two maybe and three mm-hmm. i was just what is going on <laughs> I don't know. like i've got to make this funny i think that's another thing is that like part of this job a really important part of this job is funny, right? Right. And so like um that puts you in a really that puts you on the spot when you're trying to be funny and you have to like show it off to your boss and your peers and stuff and they're not laughing or they do laugh, and you don't understand why.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: like, yeah, 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 yeah. It could, could be like a mental illness. So, yeah, I think I felt kind of like I was going through a mental illness for um I don't know a year or two. Wow. And then um and then I was like, get a grip you know like i can't have this be my life and so and were you talking
0: like, to who were you storyboarding with that during this period um
1: uh, my part my first partner was bert yoon and then oh, yeah. um i think for uh, just one episode and then tom Herpick and then jesse moynihan and, and did you
0: talk to them about this about the feelings that you were having
1: <laughs> I couldn't even, like, I'm telling you, I was going insane. Like, I couldn't even talk about it if I wanted to. I didn't even know what I was. You didn't,
0: like, know. Oh, yeah. You know. just didn't, like, have enough, like, orientation to know where to begin, maybe? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think they could, like, I definitely know people could see it. Like, I remember Pat McHale's face. Sometimes he would just look at me and I could see, like, he can see all this stuff and he's got, like, answers, but he can't give them to me. It was right. really weird. It was a weird time. But wow. um and Tom and I were we are good friends and we get along as friends, but like as partners, working partners, it's not a good dynamic.
0: Oh really? And we have
1: like yeah. What? You don't know that?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I like forget a lot of things too, dude. Like <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: there's a lot to know and there's even more to forget. But
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Tom and I like, Oh man, we're just on opposite ends of everything. Like his work ethic is so good. It's, right. it's, it's beautiful. And it just like something in me was just like, I have to do the opposite thing. And I'm already inclined to do the opposite thing. Like I don't have a great work ethic. I have to really um I have to really be deliberate and it doesn't come naturally to me to do mm-hmm. anything consistently. So so and and I also have this kind of like younger sibling syndrome where when I have an overachiever in my life, I just like go in and I just head in the opposite direction like right right because you're like they, they, i'm
0: not fuck you i'm just i'm i'm not even gonna compare myself to you i'm out of here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Totally. i'm going to create a different world but i'm also going to like kind of do what i can to minimize what you are doing like just to my own self not like i didn't ever try to make anyone feel small or anything like that but right. um no, I think, like, Tom is great. Like, he's a good writer. He's really funny. He's an amazing... He's amazing in all of those.
0: He has a lot of the intangibles, too. He has a lot of just, like, this special Tommy magic, you know?
1: Yeah, special Tommy magic, for sure. And I was just like, what is that? Like, I don't even know what it is. And how he could see, like, structure. Yeah. You know, I think... I, I'm i a person who had to learn that stuff. Yeah. So... at in the first season I was just like not seeing stuff. Plus we had like ten cooks in the kitchen. So we had, you know, like a creative producer plus another guy. I don't know what Derek Drymon was doing. I can't <laughs> right,
0: write The whole fiasco but, of like, yeah, the yeah, we've we've yeah, talked about like, that a lot on the pod, just how insane it was, how many different people yeah. were coming through trying to be the interpreter between Penn and uh Pat and the and the executives and all that stuff was totally crazy.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, there was like Larry Lighter. There was Mudo. There was, I mean, there was just so much shit going around, and they were just like shuffling people and adding things, and it was just like. Did amazing. you feel like
0: you were going to be fired?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was good.
1: I mean, you know what? They were having such a hard time finding people to come on board anyway. Yeah, I did kind of wonder. Um, I think I did wonder between seasons, like, am I. Are they going to ask me back? Right. So, like, but um, uh, I knew I would do the work, so I figured that's how it would have. Like, I would just get laid off and never come back or something like that. Yeah. But and uh,
0: what about your work relationship with Jesse? Was is his? How how is Jesse's work style?
1: Jesse's work style, uh, the hermit.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Is it more like <laughs> Are your you own?
1: With the tarot? Huh?
0: Is it more like your own work style?
1: Nah, no, uh, he's also, he's a, he's got a great, let me just, let me just say one word. He's a Capricorn, um, but, <laughs> but, he <is. laughs> but he is, um, and, uh, and, uh, and he is a hermit and I think it's, um, yeah, yeah. I think that we share a lot of similar sensibilities. Um, and so there is like an easy kind of, uh, um, Meshing. Uh huh. Um, they're okay. So Jesse also is not a communicator, and yeah, and I don't think I am really either. But, Uh um,
0: I think a lot of people that work for Adventure Time were not necessarily great communicators. Like, I think maybe that's something to do with creativity in general. I feel like I like because it's just like I don't know if it's like the introverted piece of it because a lot of the people are introverts um yeah tommy yeah. certainly is uh you know and yeah it's something to do with the communication there sambalai is like a super introvert
1: <laughs> yeah yeah totally Ken um, is really yeah.
0: introverted pat seems very more introverted you know this is a definite theme
1: Hmm. well and it's like the nature of this job is that you're like you're an uh you're you're a director or a storyteller, and because so many so many of the board artists came from comics, like, that is a one-person show, you know? Right, right. It's like a one-man band. Um, and then you've got to, like, pair up and share your worlds and share your inner your inner world, <laughs> you know, it's and like, I also
0: feel like adventure time was like more of a group of misfits that like weren't from the industry necessarily. You know, I feel like a lot more shows yeah. will have a bunch of people that have like been trained for these jobs and like yeah, somehow yeah. adventure time was like, we were all like learning on the job in one way or another.
1: Yeah, totally. I know it's really funny. Cause like now I think that's such a rarity. Um, just in my latest like forays into working at Cartoon Network, it, it's like people who have been um, planning their careers in animation since they were like twelve. Yeah. You know, and they're like, they're 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 great. <laughs> They've never done anything else. You know, they're yeah, just yeah. like they went straight into animation. And they never like worked a shitty job and uh they never questioned like do I really want to do this and stuff like that. So it's right. kinda Yeah, it really does make me appreciate what a ragtag unusual group that was. And you- for sure I hmm?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Well
1: uh, I'm drinking tea.
0: Okay. Um, um I do you feel like a seasoned vet now? Do you feel like you know what you're doing and you're like comfortable with yeah. it now?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was like the end of that mini arc was that I was like, Okay, I don't wanna do this with my life. I can see what a natural is and I can see that what I'm doing isn't like resonant, but I'm gonna get myself to a place where I'm not like cowering in fear of this job. Cause that's right. like something I can do. So, and I, and I even could believe that like, there's something that I can bring to this job that, you know, another person isn't going to be able to. So yeah. I have to find out what that is and I have to just find a way to, to, to function without like falling apart. So it just felt like, you know, I was kind of, mm, taking on a challenge that had presented itself. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, and the other thing about coming from, um, not coming from the animation world is that like, there's a paycheck, you know? And you're just like, that well, Yeah. Make fat
0: paycheck, like- yeah.
1: Yeah, like I can make money here, and I don't know what my options look like outside of yeah, this. You're like, but wow, I,
0: I can have like a regular life. You're like, I'm making more oh money God, than yeah. people that I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, or like than I ever thought that I would be able yeah, to make. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, who's gonna pay me to shell these beans and then paint eyes on them and then make, a <laughs> you know, what I mean, or whatever, um, make fire, and <laughs> it's like, oh no, I don't want my survival skills to actually be the foundation of like that I have to survive because I can't afford rent and, da, 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 and like I have to learn how to make a tourniquet because I don't have health insurance. And uh, anyways, I just want options. So
0: I'm going to be my own doctor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> be my own doctor. Like all that stuff I don't is need good. a job. <laughs> so anyway, I issued myself this like one season challenge that I was going to get my my head back on and just like, figure out the job, and, um, yeah, I think that I did. And the other thing that was going on at that time is that I was trying to maintain, like, an independent art career, so I was just, like, there was too much going on. I was, like, doing art shows and, you know, like, had to... I didn't have any time off because all my weekends were, like, studio days, basically. Right. So I was, like, painting and stuff like that making sculptures and um yeah it was a fork in the road because i was like if i want to be a board artist then i have to stop this other stuff because i just can't take it anymore and my relationships can't take it anymore like you know i probably get a divorce or something um or i gotta quit storyboarding and focus on the other stuff so what
0: time was it when you quit the storyboarding
1: um, what time was it? I think it was 2015, uh-huh. I think, or 14. I don't know. That's, yeah, that was like the first leap I took. But you know what, I just kept going back. But I just needed to make that first clean break. And I just, you know, it's like I had to put my priorities in order.
0: hmm.
1: And which were like, I gotta I gotta follow what is inspiring and um, resonant and productive for me. So that was more of my own, doing my own stuff, like making um, sculptures and doing exhibitions and stuff, and you know, staying with Rob and you know, like being healthy and like you know, enjoying life and stuff like that. Um, and then the storyboarding was like. It actually got. I think I, I I got a lot better at it after I got my own priorities in order. So like it was just like, in
0: the time management aspect of it, like you didn't let it consume you as much, or what?
1: It was a mental arrangement. It's okay. like just restructuring. you could just hand, you
0: you turn that pressure where it was like negative before you were able to turn that pressure back to the positive side.
1: Yeah, I think so. It was like I. Um, you know just breaking it down into something manageable and just uh-huh. being like this isn't my whole life and this isn't it's like a large part of who i am but it's not um that's sort of the ball is more in my court than than i think i i realized at first yeah yeah
0: yeah i feel like a lot of people in the animation industry like want to to be able to kind of take that leap, even if they're going to come back, like they want to be able to jump out of that, but it's like such a safety net and such like a, like a safe space for them as a, like a, as a working artist that they just can't conceive of it. So, you know, I always like it when people uh, have the, have the guts to like jump out and do their own stuff. Cause that's the thing. It's like, it is hard, you know, and that's the thing that, I mean, I had never even planned to stay there and I never even planned to do that work in the first place, but I can't imagine just giving my, artistic career over to other people, you know, like I was like, I I have, there's nothing that sustains me and fires me up more than just what piece am I doing next? What's the next illustration I'm doing? You know, like the, that your own, your own body of work is like, that's who I am. So without that, what am I doing really? You know, then it's like it becomes a weird thing.
1: Yeah, totally. Yes. And I
0: want to say that I love your, sculpture work i'm so inspired and jealous of your like is it clay do you work with clay mostly
1: yeah mostly clay thanks
0: oh my god the work is so strong it's so good it's like illustration come to life i fucking love it, it, it it's, it's like to me it's like the next level you're like working on like ancient artifact level like i love that's that cool. shit it looks so cool
1: wow. thanks that's high praise
0: yeah i love it
1: ancient artifact. Yeah, I I do think we're making ancient artifacts right now because we're living in the past.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this product this I always say at the beginning of this podcast we're broadcasting from the future, so.
1: Yeah, that, that too. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> artifacts from the future.
0: Exactly. Ancient artifacts from the distant future.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's kind of <laughs> like, that is the world I live in. I'm I'm kind of like This is the past. This is the future.
0: So are you doing mostly 3D sculpture work right now?
1: Yeah. um, I got a show coming up in a couple months. So um, it's what I should be doing, like, really going hard right now. But I'm sort of like – I'm just sort of like enjoying life and being a little bit lazy. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah – uh, you remember you were asking me about those workshops I was taking and the fire and all that stuff. Yeah. So like, one of those workshops was, um, it was called wild clay workshop. And oh, wow. it was like, we were processing these chunks of just dirt that have a high clay content. And, um, man, that just like, it just totally captivated me. So, um, you know, just the fact that, like, oh, I, don't, I can just, like, I can forage for clay the way I can forage for food mm-hmm. um, and other materials. And then, like, you can fire this. You can, like, build your own fire and then turn this into a bowl or a sculpture or whatever. Like, that was so, it was just magic for me. So I just, um, and I had been, like, when I went to school, I did a lot of ceramics. And I thought I was going to be like a sculptor or something. Mm-hmm. And then once, you know, it's like that whole paying job thing. So I got, <laughs> I just forgot about all that stuff. Um, and then this workshop just got me all, it like put me back on the, on the track. So since then I've been like digging my own clay and I also buy like commercial clay because digging clay takes so long. It's really, really labor intensive. And yeah. I just had too many like ideas and I had too much momentum to make stuff so anyway so I have to buy clay but yeah. um yeah I've got a studio if you're in LA again you should come to my studio it's like industrial space I've got kilns I've got um you know a hot plate to make food
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything that's perfect
1: I've got, tea. I've, got tea. I've got a toilet that flushes to the ocean which wow. I hate directly but, yeah, it's not cool. But you know, it's what what we have to work with. I feel like I would I would go in a bucket, but I think that that's illegal, right? Like, I, I don't yeah, you'd
0: need a place to compost it okay. safely. Yeah, I, I don't think that would work no. in the uh, within the city, <laughs> okay. would just great. Yeah. Other problems.
1: We promised we would talk about poop, so I'm bringing that up.
0: That's true. Poop is something that we talk about a lot. Poop, puke broken bones, buttholes, we talk about buttholes all the time, you know, it's really anything goes on this podcast, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool, Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got a fully functioning studio and I make art and make ceramics and that is what sustains me for sure, that's like, I remember Tom saying something about having a guiding star within storyboarding and I'm so envious of that. Oh, wow. I was like what is my guiding star like what is my guiding star but I didn't really have one in storyboarding I just like I was like oh yeah it's this other thing it's just making making art it's not it's not something I can put my finger on really easily but like you get to a place where you know when things are opening up for you versus when they're closing yeah yeah
0: Yeah, it's that intuitional thing, you know. Yeah, I I can definitely feel that. I mean I have that for like the like being drawn to doing all the like the like land stuff that I do and then all the illustration stuff for sure. Like like super, super bright guiding star. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You just know that there's a direction that if you just keep going, that everything is gonna come together. You know? (laughs)
1: That's cool. That's very optimistic.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm a very optimistic person. That's definitely one of my, definitely sure. one of my strengths. I'm very hype and very optimistic. Uh, you know, in my life.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. I I think I'm less optimistic, but I do. I'm like. I'm, like, Really, following... that's funny.
0: You strike me as a pretty... You have a pretty upbeat disposition, though. Like, you always have a lot of energy. You have a lot of positivity. You have a huge smile that's, like, always beaming. Like, when I think of you, I think of you, like, smiling and laughing and, like, being, like, a pretty, like, upbeat person.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty upbeat. I am. But I'm, like, I don't have any... I don't have any... uh I'm not, like, yeah, if you go this way, it's all going to work out. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. I don't have... I don't believe in meaning. <laughs> right. I like, you know, people make their own meaning. So I'm kind of like, go this way. And if you went this way, you knew you did the right thing. Yeah. In that if moment. you went this it way and
0: anything. thought about things in the right way, then right. you could be happy possibly.
1: Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> where I'm at. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I feel super lucky. So I think that keeps me upbeat. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not a huge optimist. Really? I don't, yeah. That's
0: interesting. So you think yeah. things, you think that like there might be like, well, I mean, you know, it's a funny thing because I'm definitely very aware that things can change instantly. Like I've broken both, but like every bone in both my feet, like I've had really bad stuff happen. Like when I was a teenager, I was like super depressed and hated my life and like oh, hated, my, hated so myself and like thought that life cool. was like a black hole. Yeah, and fun. like yeah, my fun. parents have had cancer. Like, so I know that like things can go bad, but like, I don't know. Like for some reason, I just think like even if it does, on the other side of that, it will be good. I guess that's what the optimistic out- outlook is, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I feel like my optimism would have to be around like things might not be good on the other side, but if I'm if I know how to make the best of it, then I can count on that. Right is that is
0: that optimism (laughs) well yeah i think that's a like like that's like the success as a function of realistic expectation mantra yeah you know like like you're setting your i like that that's a certain philosophy where you're just like you keep the expectations like on a really even keel so that there's not like a big drop off you know it's like you know yeah no matter where i end up like i'll be able to make the best of it like i like i like that i think that is it's like a low-key optimism
1: yeah, okay. I'm a low key optimist. <laughs> you have really big teeth, so that makes me seem even more. <laughs> I know we're both
0: we're both members of the big teeth club. Definitely.
1: Oh yeah, you have big teeth too. Yeah, I
0: have super big, have big teeth. teeth.
1: Okay, this would have been really funny if we had known each other when we were teenagers because we're like big teeth, big mouth people. Totally, but would have been all sullen and like angry and depressed and shit. I <laughs> think that would been really funny.
0: <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. Yeah, well, it's funny because you actually did go, or maybe not at the same time, but you actually did go to the same high school as my wife.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Which is a weird oh, yeah. coincidence. Of, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was she was she an angry, depressed, sad person? Yeah, young she was person? like a
0: goth. She was like a professional, like wow. you know, yeah, she was full blown goth. I think at that point. I mean, obviously, I didn't know her because I was over here on the east coast, but.
1: Yeah, she's like she's younger than me so I don't we didn't cross over. Yeah. But it's a good place to be super angry, depressed and yeah, I mean it's a good hookup too because it was like, you know, it's a county-wide art magnet school so you have kids from all over LA County with their various like connections. You get anything you <laughs> I'm talking about like, you know what I mean like uh psychedelics. You could have right, PCP. Right. You yeah, could have yeah. mushrooms. You could have uh all kinds of weed. Like this was before weed was legal, so it was like, ooh, if you get your choice of like different kinds of weed, like that's so special. Yeah, whatever. no, that's
0: incredible. Yeah, no, we had mostly just shitty swag weed in fucking high school here.
1: Oh, Definitely yeah, didn't have, have
0: that that luxury, that, that choice.
1: Yeah, I don't advocate I don't advocate uh drug use. I'm just saying like you know, I was super upset all the time, was, like sad and angry, and I just, you know, that's something sad, angry people do is get high.
0: Yeah. Do you smoke weed now? <laughs> do you still smoke weed? Uh yeah. Yeah.
1: Not, not super much, and like, not, not. I don't do it to like function. Um, it's not like a functional or recreational thing for me so much as just like. It's like part of a healthy life, <laughs> like yoga, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You just like, do it to stay loose once in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I like that.
0: um Just stay mentally elastic.
1: Stay mentally elastic, yeah, or like to tune into things. I think that's the main difference is like I used to smoke a lot of weed to like tune out of, out of how I was feeling and what was going on, and now I think... I do it to tune into things. More well, that's than... funny, cause
0: yeah, cause when I started smoking, it it tuned me into things, and that's where like where I figured everything out. Like that's when I like figured out who I was and what I wanted to do, and like it's always been completely tied to my creative process. So it's always been such a yeah. big thing for me. But yeah, right away, it just like tuned me into like I don't know the right kind of ideas. It was it was, it was it's always been super magical for me.
1: Oh, that's great. That's healthy. <laughs> yes,
0: it is. It is a good one. Yeah, and now it's legal I, I, here, so it's pretty it's pretty exciting. Seeing, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's fully recreational here now.
1: Man, I was like I feel like I time traveled. I was in this little beach town, Carpinteria, and they were talking about cuz like there's a ton, there's a boom in California in all these rurals like semi-agricultural areas where yeah. the number one crop is like marijuana. And I was in this little like county museum and they're talking about um, oh, you know, now the now they're growing the marijuana and there are all these disapproving visitors from other parts of the state, and they're like, Oh, the children are choking. The smell is terrible. <laughs> oh my
0: god, and that's so funny. Like, <laughs> and they're all like drinking. They're like drinking wine. <laughs>
1: they're all taking like, I don't know, twelve medications for like high yeah. blood pressure and glaucoma and cataracts. Yeah. and you know, and it's like, oh my god god you know this is helping people like people with aids and cancer most of us are doing it kind of recreationally or you don't need it medicinally but like just so hypocritical and crazy it's crazy to want to cut people off from from like a healing thing totally so it's super crazy Yeah, and this lady even, like, she looked kind of like a Gary Larson drawing. Oh, my God. That's
0: terrible. I've never heard someone say that about a human before. That's disgusting.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying this so much to be mean as to just, like, put put a mental image. Like, she was super conservative looking with, like, almost a beehive. Like, you know, you can see the hairspray, like, shell. Yeah. And just, like, so disapproving. It was really... uh, um, it was like
0: it was funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, yo, we got to wrap this up because I got to go uh, pick up Wolfie from the bus stop in a few minutes. But I wanted to oh, ask oh. you: Have you seen the Adventure Time finale? Yes, and, I saw the
1: wow. big screen.
0: Oh, you saw it with everybody?
1: No, it was weird because most people didn't actually go. But yeah, some of us were there.
0: Oh, that's right. Because I think you messaged me. You're like, I just saw it. It was like a week before it was on oh, TV, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, how did you feel watching it?
1: I felt totally emotional. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it totally did. I was like, I just have no defenses. I was like, I'm not even gonna try to be cool through this. I'm just gonna cry.
0: Wow. So what? Yeah, what, what else it did it do? Were you were you happy? Were you sad? Do you wish it was still going? Was like, what are your thoughts?
1: No, I'm, I was happy. I'm happy. It was wonderful. Uh, it was a super well done and creative and just like visually and narratively interesting finale to a like i think a profoundly creative wonderful um body of work
0: yeah i was just like i was i felt like i was just like beaming with pride like i was like so happy like me and camp were watching it and i'm just like so like, happy and just like grateful to be like part of something so yeah. cool. Like, I was just like, I, I don't know. It's one of my, pr- it's in a weird way, it's one of my proudest moments, you know, even though I have, I've been off the show for so long and stuff. Like, just sitting there and I was like, this is fucking incredible, dude. Like, the level and how far it's come, you know, I mean, how, yeah. how much the show evolved. And just like yeah. you said, I mean, it's a true piece of creative artwork and we did it at the highest level. Like, you know, we, we, we pull it off yeah. and it's like, my god and then it's almost surreal to think wow like i was a part of this like because i and i I sat there i was like man imagine if we were watching this and we hadn't have worked on it like you'd be like god this is the dopest show ever if i could just work on a show like this and so many people feel that way and we get to sit here and go wow i made this like that is just so special i just felt like like incredibly like happy dude
1: yeah you you said it yeah i get get goosebumps yeah yeah, we're so lucky, we are so lucky
0: yeah <sighs> yeah, awesome all right well, we gotta jump, but uh thank you for coming on the podcast and uh we'll definitely have to do it again
1: Wonderful, thank you for having me
0: yeah it's and where talking. can and where can people find you on the internet
1: uh uh dot com or instagram. I need a Instagram more, but I have one. Your Instagram's
0: awesome, and I'll post the link. I always post the Instagram link in the uh in the podcast uh description or whatever. That's so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well okay. um you can we'll click over and say bye off the air, but you can say goodbye to the listeners in the future. Bye,
1: listeners. Have a great day. All right. Set yourself up for a good poop tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yes, make sure. Make sure whatever you do today. Is geared towards yeah. having an easy, nice bowel movement experience tomorrow.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Ooh,
0: hoo, 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 hoo. Oh, motherfucking, yeah. Another creative conversation between friends for your butthole and your urethra. We're taking it straight from your butthole, straight to your urethra, and back again. You know, that's the hobbits road for this podcast (laughs) to the urethra and back again and butthole again and butthole beef stew um reoccurring dream of mine uh pooping beef stew interesting discuss um let's see shout out to akko for coming on the podcast uh always great to catch up with my with my creative friends Um, I'm so glad to know that she's doing well and she hasn't been wildly disfigured in a car accident. You know, I saw her, she's looking well, she's sounding well. She doesn't seem like the alien reptile shapeshifter government agents have replaced her with, uh, you know, one of their replicants. So that's also good. That's another function of this podcast. Checking in on my friends to make sure they're still not aliens, okay? Um, Let's see. So make sure that uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, you know, if you're new to the podcast, definitely subscribe and tell a cousin to tell a cousin to tell a cousin about the podcast, because this is a podcast by cousins for cousins, okay? All the Ghost Scouts are cousins, and everyone in the world... Uh, came from Africa, so we're all African cousins. Okay, Africa is the heart of the world. It's science and religion. Read a book. Read all the books. Okay, um, make sure you go over to gojermglobal.com and order your Adventure Time triptych set right now. Um, it's actually a great deal. You can get all three um, prints in the triptych set for a hundred bucks. So I think that's pretty fantastic. Or you can buy them each individually for $40. Um, shipping all over. Always like half my orders are international. So shout out. We 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 started doing the pre-orders yesterday, I think. and We already got a shit ton of orders from overseas already easily. Like half of the orders um, are from overseas. So shout out to my overseas fans. You know, it's always super extra cool to have people on the other side of this Flat, hollow, round earth on this hologram. It's always good to have to have fictitious people on the other side of this hologram showing me love. You know, I always appreciate it. Um, so yeah, get those. Um, y'all already know about patreon.com slash Um That is the headquarters for this podcast and goshrimp fans all over the globe, all over the fake globe. Um, make sure you go over there and get your early access to the podcast, you know, goes up two days early every week on the Patreon. Um, and then I post a lot of behind the scenes. We like to call it behind the foreskin with ghost Shrimp, um, video mini sodes on there of whatever I've been working on. Um, so go check out, uh, the Patreon for, uh, lots of behind the scenes action and of course, shout outs, you know, we're going to get to the shout outs in a minute. And, uh, if you want to hear your name, shout it out on every episode of this podcast, all you got to do is donate $2 per episode. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's very reasonable, you know, cause we do maybe three to four episodes a month. You know, I'm a busy man. I'm a busy grown man with children. Okay. Um, let's see, what else? Uh that is about it. I think I might even be getting a little bit sick because I feel a little off. Like last night I crashed out during family movie night. And then uh and then this morning, I don't know, I just feel a little off. I feel a little little tired. Um, so i have to make sure I get a little rest in there as well and make sure that I'm getting extra nutritious input into my body parts. Um, always hitting those green smoothies, always taking my vitamins, always trying to get a lot of probiotics in there. You know, eat those, eat those probiotic foods, that kimchi, that real miso paste, um, all the good shit, you know, drinking that kombucha, um, to keep me going, to keep me, keep me at the peak of my creative performance. Um, But yeah, I have a pretty big week ahead. Uh, I got to ink and color this raw tray. I have to draw and ink and color the new beer label for the Norway Brewing Company. And then the following week, I got the concept work for um, the third SpongeBob movie coming up. Um, You know, nothing too big. Just, uh, you know, they want me to do concept design for a location. Like I said last week. Um, And I guess I won't be able to really share that while I'm doing it, Um, but of course whenever I can share it, you know the Patreon is the first place it's gonna go. But yeah, definitely be posting up progress on uh, my current projects on Patreon this week. So um, get up in there, you know, patreon.com slash goshrimp, you know, creating all kinds of special content for the page, for the fans, for you. You know, for us all to stay pumped, stay on track, um, remind you to, you know, stay true to yourself. Be true to who you want to be. You know, this week there's all kinds of divisiveness going on in the mainstream media, in mainstream reality. Those bright lights blinding everybody, making everybody see red, making everybody see only conflict and enemies. But, you know, on this podcast, we like to say look for the common ground. Don't look for the conflict. You know, I promise you that you have more in common with every single human being on this planet than you have in conflict with them. You know, it's just about having the right conversations. It's about the right setting. It's about being open-minded. You know, it's truly about being open-minded. And, uh, you know, if you start to talk to someone you start to realize, wow, there's a method to the madness. Um, you know, there's a reason why things are the way they are. And uh, as a as a as a culture right now, we are in a very toxic, stagnant place, and it's by design. It's on purpose. You know, ask yourself, who benefits from this? You know, and uh, make sure you make sure you're really planning out your goals this week. Get that dry erase board out. Get that weekly planner out. Set your goals. You know, we're rolling into week six in the 12-week online group workshop tomorrow. Kicking it off, um, which is going to be really fun. Uh, being in the workshop always makes me super fucking pumped. But you know I'm living that hype life all the fucking time. um, Because that's just my steez, yo. That's just my deal, yo. Even when I'm sick, I'm bringing the hypeness. Um, so, uh, but yeah, make sure you're out there being open-minded, being productive, being positive, you know, living that committed to that high morale lifestyle. You know, that's number one. You got to be committed to that high morale lifestyle right off the bat for yourself, for your loved ones, and for the people that you don't even know, you know, um, take a little bit of time this week when you're out there pursuing your goals and pursuing your passions, take a little bit of time this week to do what we do on this very podcast to inspire other people to do the same goddamn thing. You know, Um, and, you know, especially if they don't look like you, they don't sound like you, they don't believe the same things as you. It's all the more important to make those connections. That's the way forward. There's no, there's no forward. There's no way that we divide and move forward. You know, it's about coming together. That's the way forward here. So let's do it. Um, And let's get to these shout outs, Speaking about creative, speaking about creating positive communities. Check out the patreon, you know the patreon shout outs um, so these are obviously the shout outs for everybody who supported last week's episode um, <laughs> last week's episode was a fun one, just me getting on there and goofing around um, and uh you know we're gonna bring you another one fun one next week hopefully we'll uh we'll continue to try to we'll leverage we'll we'll use this this episode with ako to pressure. Um some of our other friends to try to get in 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 up in this podcast world with me and uh and bring the hype to your face. Um but uh the people big shout outs to the people who who supported last week's episode. Shout out to the entire posse of the $1 supporters, you know, getting their early access up on the Patreon. Hope everybody's enjoying it. Hope everybody's enjoying those behind the foreskin mini sods um and then uh big shout out starting at the $5 marinated steak tip level it's none other than my fellow new englander co-founder and owner of the Norway Brewing Company and my client this week Erica Malhus she was trying to get my whole fam to come visit this weekend and god I wish we could but fuck i got to work on your job this weekend you know i got to get these sketches over to you and then fucking pop this shit off so we can get it done and delivered you know but uh you know big marinated steak tip shout out to Erica Throw a steak tip on the grill, fucking make sure it's well marinated and enjoy. Um, big shout out to Michael McCain. Oh wait, hold on, let's get it right. Michael McClain. Nobody likes a bad shout out, you know. Uh, again, at that five dollar marinated steak tip level, um, much respect to the contribution helping uh, bring the podcast to everybody around the world and getting your well-deserved shout-out. Um, now we're getting into these. Oh, we got more. We got a couple more $5 levels. We've got Johan Elverby coming in on that marinated steak tip level. We've also got Yvonne Santiago. Big shout-out to you. Um, coming in at the $3 beef stew shout out level. Get your bowl. Get yourself a bowl of beef stew from the beef stew buffet. Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. Uh, big shout out to Zeta. Get yourself some beef stew. Big shout out to the homie from Pratt, Raphael Tang Hall. Nothing like a bowl of beef stew. Uh, in the fall, in the autumn, you know, I'm looking out at these at the at the last of the foliage just blowing out of the woods here, and uh, it's a nice old cozy rainy day, it's a little bit chilly today, we got the wood stove going, it's really starting to feel like fall here in the northeast kingdom of Vermont, in the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, and uh, the changing of the seasons is always special, and always makes me feel like a little kid, it makes me feel so magical, and Woo I love it um let's see big shout out to Ghost scout sports magic a k a Daniel foothead hope everything's going well in New Zealand my homie big shout out to uncle Terry get yourself some beef stew my friend um Shout out to the homie, Mark Osborne. I think Mark Osborne might even actually be over uh, up the road there with my neighbor and new best friend, Kent Osborne. So we might actually be seeing Mark Osborne this weekend um big shout out to the year six ghost scout training camp camp champion ghost scout beard lips aka john mansfield aka Krognak, a man of many names you know big shout out to ryan quincy get yourself some beef stew my friend shout out to bobby morgan uh bobby morgan and zeta both in the 12-week online group workshop right now working hard um if anybody's interested in uh getting a spot in round let's see five of the 12 week online group workshop, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all the info is on the website and uh, there is a notification list and all four rounds have sold out. You know, there's only 10 slots for students. So if you want to uh, step your game up, whether you are, you know, trying to create a career or whether you're in the middle of a career but you want more creative control over it um, as a visual artist, um, you know, or you just want to draw more and have more creative thinking and creative planning in your life, um, as we've found, there are tons of reasons to sign up for the 12-week online group workshop, which is amazing uh, and so inspirational to me. So uh, if you're ready to step your game up in January, um, that's when it's going to pop off. So make sure you're on the notification list, and uh, you will be the first to have a crack at getting those first-come, first-served spots. And there are going to be more opportunities as well in 2019 uh for the 12 week online group workshop we're going to be doing a little bit of expansion you know i think we're going to be doing some extra rounds of the 12 week online group workshop in 2019 we've got big fucking plans as always that's the whole point you know we're planning this shit this isn't happening by accident okay big shout out to devin newman get yourself a bowl of beef stew man uh fellow workshop alumni Johnny Glines enjoy your beef stew on this Saturday early access on the Patreon. Uh big shout out to Try man Hunt over there in Denmark friend of a ghost scout is a friend of mine. Uh, speaking of ghost scouts we've got Ghost Scout Cheeky Bookie, aka Alexi Geru up in Canada. Big shout out to Arguably Art. Enjoy your beef stew, my neighbor, new best friend, and Adventure Time alumni Kent Osborne, A.K.A. Go Scout Harvest Moon. Ah, uh, big shout out to Waste Zoid. Big shout out to another Adventure Time alumni and alumni of this very podcast, Jesse Moynihan. Make sure that you're not just going to Patreon to support me. Make sure you're supporting all the artists you love. You know, that's the real true great form of social media here is these platforms that support creative culture. Trust me, creative culture is going to save human culture. That is the best part of human culture. So get up on there and support your favorite artists on Patreon. I support Jesse Moynihan, and you should too. My name is Go Shrimp, and I approve this scrotum. Uh, big shout out to Chris Burke. Big shout out to Ghost Scout, and. Current 12 week online workshopper, Joran Thornton, aka Michael Joran. Big shout out to another current workshopper, Shambay. Get yourself a bowl of beef stew. Uh, Another 12 week online group workshop, alumni and Ghost Scout, Chris Murray, aka Mr. Husband. Shout out to former assistant of the workshop and Go Scout, Alexander Lansing, a.k.a. Bark the Dog, a.k.a. Dusty Lupus. Uh, Big shout out to Michael Broncado. Get yourself a bowl of beef stew, my friend. Shout out to Ryan Sims. Uh, big shout out to another current workshopper, Jesse Premier. Uh, big shout out to Ghost Scout Steve Winfield Meyer, aka Dial Dundee. Big shout out to Jared Jones, Gerard Jones. <laughs> we gotta get it right. Shout out to Spook Novel. Shout out to Go Scout, Dalton Stark aka Velvet Dojo and graduate of the 12 week online group workshop. So much triple overlap going on. I fucking love the triple overlap overlords. Big shout out to Jesse Cooka Donnie, the original beef stew shout out patron. Big shout out to Curse Gift. Big shout out to 12 Week Online Group Workshop alumni Alejandro Fuentes. And last but not least, Big Beef Stew. Shout out going out to Ethan Worthington. Woo, man, that's a lot. The list is getting long. Uh, But uh, hey, that list is long because people are showing love for the podcast and I'm showing love back to you. You know what I'm saying? So... Everybody, give some love to all the supporters of this podcast. Go join the Patreon. It's time. And uh, we will be back as soon as we can with another great, inspiring podcast. Until then, be productive and positive. You know what I'm saying?
1: All right. Peace out.